B-Pod Studios. Comic books, video games, anime, sci-fi. If you've been made fun of for it, we're probably going to talk about it. Get those nerds! 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 You're listening to Nerd Radio. Welcome, everybody, to another week of Nerd Radio, wherever you get your podcasts as part of the B-Pod Studios Network and all over your social media at Nerd Radio 101. My name is Chuck Bean, joined as always. I say as always, and I don't want it to sound like I am ungrateful. I am joined as always <laughs> by my co-host, Al Beck and James. How the heck are you guys? With that? Sounds to me like you've intercepted my SOS messages. Oh, no. <laughs> Someone help me. I'm being held hostage by a podcast. As always, we're here <laughs> to join you. Excellent. Bring in the fire. Bring in the thunder. I like it. As usual, as we always do. <laughs> oh, um, here we are. Yeah, well, another week of nerd radio or whatever. Here's know, a whatever list of called. things I haven't watched, played, or read. Yeah. <laughs> What's Al been neglecting? <laughs> I feel, I feel like the I feel like the ho humness. I'm I'm getting a, a look into our listenership. Yeah, like, maybe. Oh yeah, it's a podcast I subscribe to. Yeah, oh, I guess. Yeah, it's probably how they <laughs> sell it. Yeah, it's just guys they talk about some nerd stuff uh, yeah. sometimes. Sometimes they do some interviews. Yeah. I feel like if a listener were to like, it made more sense when I joined the podcast. If a listener sat down now and asked me for my credentials and why I'm qualified to co-host a show like this, I would get fired from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like the only thing saving my ass is the fact that we don't get paid to do this. Well, <laughs> yeah, because then you have sponsors to uh, have to report. To. Yeah, exactly. Now, if we got paid to do it, then you would be in charge of the sponsors because you have the radio voice. Hey, so this episode of Nerd Radio is brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> is that what I sound like? <laughs> no, that's just like a, to me. A, when the people say you have a radio voice, that's what I go to. Oh, like that sound, right. like that nerdy announcer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like? Do you want soft, smooth nuts? Trust Manscaped. Right, yeah. The, the Like the classic radio guy, like 12 out of 10 doctors agree this is the cigarettes yes. for them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Totally. When they say your radio voice, that's what I always think of. So when people say, like, I have a good radio voice, I'm like, no, I just have a normal, I have got normal cool guy voice. Yeah. You're thinking, do I sound like that? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, oh, no, I sound like that guy from the old timey radio ads is trying to get Manscaped for yeah. the smooth nuts. This, this podcast is not brought to you by Manscaped. It's just one on top of my mind because we do a lot of work with it on the other job. Right, yeah. It's just the one you thought of. This yeah. podcast brought to you by H2O. And I'm stuck in the yes. past, so it's, you know, yeah, exactly. Brought to you by Halo Shampoo. Is your hair dirty? <laughs> Halo, everybody. Halo. Was that a real thing? Oh, absolutely it was. Oh, for God's sake. That's an awful tagline. <laughs> it was probably the Oh, I know it wasn't a real tagline. It's a real product. Yeah. Halo, everybody. It's Halo. Oh no, now that was real. Hello, they would sing it. Hello, everybody. Hello. Halo shampoo. Halo. Yeah. Dude, no, real thing. This was on during the this, this is a pre, prior to MASH, even. This is like nineteen oh, fifties wow. TV. Jeez. Yeah. This is radio drama ads. <laughs> All right. Well, let's actually talk about some nerd stuff. That's what the people are here for, I'm assuming. Are they? Um, let's start with video games. Last week, Pac-Man turned 40. 
My God. Wow. That's it. There's only there are only 40? That it's makes me feel 40th, ancient. That makes me feel so old. Of when Pac-Man first hit arcades in Japan, May 22nd, 1980. You guys have played everybody's played Pac-Man, right? Oh, yeah. You guys have played of course. Pac-Man. I'm more of a Miss Pac-Man guy myself, but that was the question I wanted to pose to you guys. Do really? you have a favorite version of Pac-Man? I do. Mine would be Miss Pac-Man, and I'm going to tell you why that is. Because my grandpa okay. had the old Miss Pac-Man like sit-down arcade table. Oh wow! So, oh, like, that'll when do I'd it. Go to my grandparents' house, I'd sit down and I'd play it, or I'd play against an aunt or an uncle or a cousin or family members, or I'd watch my grandpa play because he was really good at it. So the Miss Pac-Man is probably my favorite. I can honestly say, in my life, I've never played Miss Pac-Man, just the regular Pac-Man. Okay. So I never knew if there was really a... Be. What's Yeah, well... Uh, it's he's been on his list to play, be. but he just hasn't gotten around to it, Chuck. You know? That's fine. That's fine. Continue, Albert. Yeah, but... Miss I... Pac-Man's up there along with Final Fantasy fourteen or whatever. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I was never really sure exactly what the difference was between the two, unless it's really just, a, a you know, aesthetics... Of the I think one just looks sexier than the other. Might explain yeah, the bow, a the bit of a, the bow and the lipstick. Yeah. Yep. I don't. I don't mind chicks with lipstick. So <laughs> yeah. that I mean, no. I don't mind chicks without lipstick either. I guess I don't know. So I'm is saying. that essentially the only difference between the two versions? No, the mazes are different. They're constructed in a new format. Other than that, it's the, the mazes are a little bit more complicated. Okay, they still go after the same fruits. Yeah, pretty much. The ghost monsters, I think, are the same color. They may have added a fifth one in the in Miss Pac-Man. I don't remember clearly. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I guess that would put the original as my favorite, since I don't. I haven't played the other one. Right. I was. Uh, I was a big fan as a kid of Baby Pac-Man. So I, I didn't yeah, even I know there feeling. was a Baby Pac-Man. I at least yeah, I was wondering if that was going to get brought up. I was aware yeah, of Miss Pac-Man, but Baby Pac-Man, I, I had no idea these two packs got together to make a litter. So Baby Pac-Man was a pinball machine with a Pac-Man game screen up on the top where the scoreboard would be. Okay. And whenever your ball would go into the gutter, Baby Pac-Man would come out of one of the side doors and then you would play Pac-Man and then you would move him out to side door to play pinball again. Huh. So it almost so that like, was, was it like a way to save your ball? Like that would an account as a ball if you got him out, out of the match? The original gulag? Maybe, yeah, the original the OG gulag. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's been a while since I played Baby Pac-Man, but that from what from what my memories recall, that was uh that was but I'd say if I had to pick my favorite, it's probably the Sega Genesis version of Miss Pac-Man, because mm-hmm. that was the first one that had a simultaneous two player mode where it was like a co-op mode. Mm. Well, oh, I didn't even know they had that. Yeah, one would play Pac-Man, one would play Miss Pac-Man, and you were in the same maze, and you would bump off each other if you touched each other. So you would try oh, and like, I'll take punk. the top and you get make right. a pack, baby. We got to get baby Pac-Man <laughs> ready, ready for the pinball action. Pac-Man was born, I guess. Yeah, that's how pack people bang, bumping yeah. packs. Yeah, kind of hurts your hands after a while. <laughs> <laughs> it would. It yeah. would. <laughs> that was really fun. There's always Pac-Man's one of those games like Tetris that they'll come out with a new version. They'll put a new spin on it every couple of years. And it's yeah. always entertaining mm-hmm. whenever they do it. They've had like on the Xbox 360, I think they had Pac-Man Championship Edition and they had a bunch of interesting things where like the maze would go invisible uh, or, or different things. Where the oh, maze really? They would, the way they would change the maze every time, the, the music would be different, which was super cool. In fact... I'm remembering now because I haven't brought it up on the show. So 
a couple of weeks ago, I finally watched both of the Wreck-It Ralph movies. Okay. Yeah. I finally got around to it. They were on Disney Plus. I had been sleeping because time has no meaning during quarantine. Sure. Um, and uh, so I watched Wreck-It Ralph, and then I watched Ralph Breaks the Internet. And I remembered that when I first got my smartphone, you could get the Wreck-It Ralph game on your smartphone. So I'm like, I'm going to redownload that because I want to play Wreck-It Ralph again. Well, when they made Ralph Breaks the Internet, they made a version of Pac-Man called Ralph Breaks the Maze. Huh. Really? That you can download for your smartphone. And, you know, this is another one of those late to the game. This probably came out, what, two years ago. But it's it's just Pac-Man. But every now and again, Wreck-It Ralph will come through and bust down the walls to make new tunnels for you. And then Fix-It Felix will be running around the maze, too, to fix the walls. That's and, cool. That's really, I wish I would have known about that when that movie was out. I would have played the crap out of that. Yeah, well, you can still get it on your smartphone. You have to kind of pay for extra mazes, which is how they, you know, hide that stuff. Behind oh, the yeah, the in-app stuff, yeah. Yeah, but you spend more time cursing at Felix than you do at Ralph. Like, Ralph is helping you out by making more more holes in the maze for you to yeah. escape through. But every time I would I would come near a hole and Felix, I would be racing Felix to the hole, and then he would fix it just before I got to it. I'm like, damn it, Felix! The Maybe. damn goody two-shoes fixing Felix has always got to repair that crap. You got to be careful when you're getting near yep. those holes. <laughs> what's that? What? Uh, what's that guy? The voice actor's name is John something. John C. Riley. No, no, no. That's that's Ralph. What's the? Oh, uh, 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 Felix. I don't know his name. Yeah, oh, you got the internet in front of you. Who we got? Jack yeah. McBrayer. Yeah, oh, it's Jack it McBrayer, really from Thirty Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Nice. I couldn't think I've of his Thirty Rock character name either. I was like, damn, I'm blanking on all Kenny. all parts. Yeah. Right. Kenny. Kenneth. Hey. Kenneth. 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 Yeah. I've never I've never swore at Jack McGuire more than playing uh, <laughs> record Ralph. Ralph makes the Internet. So, yeah, it's always fun when the sub It's just like in the last seven days. The um, anniversary of Empire Strikes Back has been a, a big news story. The 40th anniversary of that as well. So oh it's always God. fun when that stuff happens. So like I'm going to go back, watch that movie. I'm going to go back and play some Pac-Man. Well, you can never go you know wrong rewatching re- re- uh, Empire. Yeah, that movie being 40 years old does not make me feel as old as Pac-Man being 40. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm almost the same age as Pac-Man. But to me. Pac-Man is like old as crap. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Pac-Man should be older than time. Yeah. But I feel but, like Star no. Wars. Okay. No, that's not that old. You know, they all came out at the same time. Oh man, this is a mind warp. <laughs> that was like finding out with uh, doing the talk horror podcast a couple of weeks ago. We did an episode on, uh, I can't, it was one of those movies from the eighties that was real huge, but I remember finding out that gremlins and ghostbusters came out in like the same summer. Really? And that is, that's mind blowing that two movies that I've watched that many times that were such a big deal at that time were like going up against each other at the block at the box, box office. office. Yeah. yeah. And for some reason, I feel like Gremlins is older. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I have to I have to go back and research that. And out of all the tabs I have open, that is not among them. Speaking of video games, though, here's something that I know, James, you're going to be interested in. I don't know if you've seen it yet because it just uh, I just thought today. But Stern Pinball is okay. making a. 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon pinball game. Oh wow, that's sweet! It's got a uh, sculpted turtle van where the, the when you get multi ball, they all come out popping out the side. It's got the glider from the turtle blimp up on where the the metal rails are that the ball can you know you can shoot it up and it Ooh, can go those around. Look nice, those look sweet. Yeah, they go real like nice. The right the green better. It go real nice right next to your Ninja Turtles arcade game. Hell yeah, they certainly would. I just, how much is this going to set me back? That's what I was going to say. I feel like yeah, Chuck is spending a, well, James' money right now. 
I know. <laughs> All right. Well, the uh, let's see. The pro model is six grand. Whoa. Seven thousand seven hundred dollars, and the big uh, awesome model is nine thousand one hundred dollars. So. Okay, well, they'll, they'll, they make very nice pictures on the internet. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, and that's where well, they will stay. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that the minute I can find an arcade or any of our listeners find an arcade with a Ninja Turtles machine, please let us know on social media so James can run up there with his quarters and uh, yeah. check it out. Because he ain't going to have one at home for a while. No, if ever. Maybe in 20 years when they're uh, for sale on Craigslist. As yeah, antiques. Right. Um, I know I've talked to you guys about Dead by Daylight. It's that multiplayer game you can play online where one guy plays the murderer and the other guy plays the uh, the victims. Yeah, it, yeah you know, one of those survival it, horror games. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like the Friday the 13th game, but it's awesome because it spans a whole bunch of horror franchises. Like you can get the killer from Scream. You can get Freddy Krueger or Michael yeah, Myers, Le- something like Leatherface. that. Leatherface. Well, they announced that uh, the next major expansion is going to be in Silent Hill the konami video games hmm. you're gonna get to uh one guy's gonna get to play as pyramid head which is the villain from silent hill 2 and one of the heroes that they're adding is heather mason from silent hill 3 it's gonna take place in a uh elementary school which is one of the settings that uh, happens in silent hill i love the silent hill games i'm and dead by daylight is pretty fun i haven't played it in a minute but yeah, i haven't played dead haven't, by daylight in a while either yeah well i think the last time i told you guys about it the problem i was having was i have it for my pc and i have it for my ps4 and when you play it in the PS4, you can never play as the killer because uh, there's nobody that wants to play the killer. Or you can never get a game as the victims because no one wants to play the killer. And on the PC, it's the exact opposite. You can never get a game as the killer because no one wants. You can't get four other players that want to play the uh, the victims. Huh. Oh man! So I'm hoping that maybe they need to cross platform that game and fix all those problems. Yeah, that'd be cool because I think I have it for the Xbox, so we won't be able to actually play together. Yeah, that's a bummer. Here's something, James, that I think you might be a little bit interested in. The winner of the Asian leg of the Fortnite Champion series, yeah, was suspended over the weekend and had his prize money taken away because he was caught cheating. Uh-oh, was he using an aimbot? He was not. He was doing a, a technique they called teaming, where another player was leaving, looting health packs to leave him in hidden spots and was also feeding him kills by taking, you know, shooting somebody a couple of times and then letting him get the kill shot so he'd get the points. Oh, wow. How do they catch on to this little uh, sneaky bastard? I don't know. I, it's the kind of thing, you know, we, we constantly were like, that must be a bot or somebody must be using, you know, an aim bot. That's that can't be real. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of thing. But uh, so they took his prize think, money away okay, and so- took his prize money away and put him in timeout. Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No dessert for a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it's pudding night. On, I'm sure this match is. Yeah, I'm a mama, the pudding. <laughs> take your pudding. I'm gonna feed it. Well, I can't feed it to the dog. I'm gonna eat your pudding. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> Mommy got big. It's my pudding now. <laughs> yes, I'm the big mama. <laughs> um, As opposed to not the mama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No dinosaur references here. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, now, what the hell is I gonna say about the, uh, the? Oh yeah. So I'm assuming the tournament's probably like stream. People are watching it. They're not gonna catch on to. It was just haphazardly suddenly stumbling upon a health pack. You know, oh, there just seems to be that a health pack here it. behind this bush. Yeah, that's the only way I can figure that he got caught is that he probably did that more than once in order to stay alive. And after like the sixth or seventh time, people watching the stream was like, wait a second. Yeah. 
How does he keep finding all those kegs of slug juice or whatever the hell it's called? How is it that he keeps going back to the same place and there's always health packs there? Yeah, that was a real dumb move on his part. Yeah, for sure. Plus, I mean, come on, you're cheating at Fortnite. Come on. Pathetic. Real sad. Now you lost your prize money. So they're going to give it to the second place player then? I would think so. Yeah, whoever got second place, unless they find out he was cheating as well. Yeah, what if they were in cahoots with each other? How much? I who he was teamed up with. How much less excited are you to be the second place person who lost, and then you get a phone call like, "Oh, as it turns out, you're actually the winner." You know? Yeah, we we caught the other guy cheating, and, yeah. and we're gonna have to give you. But it's like the, you are you are actually group. the winner, of course. But it's like cool. It would have felt a lot better, like if I won while I still yeah. had the controller in my hand. Yeah, it still doesn't right. feel like you got the win, right? Like, oh, this is well, like a. It's like a sympathy kiss. Right. The pri- the prize money was 15 grand, so they could afford one of them fancy Ninja Turtle uh, pinball oh, machines yeah. with some money to spare. So well, there you go. I think I'll take that phone call for 15 grand. Yeah. I wish it would be more, though. I feel like Fortnite, be like you're holding out on me, guys. 15 grand. Let's go. We're talking like million dollar prizes and stuff. We're, why so low? Well, I could see 15 grand if you were doing multiple tournaments, you know, over over time. That you know you can't give away all the money in one tournament. But I, the other funny thing is the Japanese player lost his winnings and will also serve a 14 day suspension from Fortnite. Oh, he, he, he did get put timeout. He did get put yeah. in timeout. I knew it. It literally put him in timeout. He's, he can't play Fortnite for two weeks. Now, the what's the status on his pudding? Some, he's gonna come back with some mad Minecraft skills because <laughs> he can't play Fortnite for two weeks. I think the pudding status is no more tapioca for you, no bitch. More tapioca. It took the balls right out of there. <laughs> uh, speaking of online games, this is a thing that I saw that I thought was pretty funny. So we're all familiar with Overwatch, another online game. It's Twitch. Mm-hmm. Some more Blizzard news coming up. There's a tease for you. Nerd Radio. <laughs> um, Overwatch. <laughs> I'm choking to death here on my own boogers. Give me a break. Uh, no, hey, not that. It was, uh, it was your tease. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> coming up, Nerd Radio. So, uh, Overwatch has a public test server called the Workshop where they check out different custom modes to see if they want to add them to the official mode. Okay. And with the uh, most current update, they added a feature for people who are making these custom modes called Attach Player, which allows you to, when you put a player next to a player, kind of attach them to them. So if you've got a player playing D.Va, which is the girl with the giant mech, Mm. and they get near, like, one of the healers, they can uh, attach the healer to themselves and then uh, run a, they, they get to run around with the healer like on their back and the healer can heal them or heal other people. Somebody took that attached player mode and basically added it to all the players. So you could play this what's called one on one goats, which is essentially taking your entire team and combining them like a transformer or like Voltron mm-hmm. and then turning it into a one on one game of these like five on five or six on six teams that are just one giant mass of you know characters <laughs> sounds like a giant tumor you're fighting a giant tumor <laughs> yeah they're all you know swinging hammers and putting up shields and they got you know all the abilities that all the other guys have but it's just one giant thing and the clip i found which was really funny uh showed the once again going back to the mac diva one of her special abilities is to basically charge the opponent's when Diva charges forward, sometimes she'll go right off the map, and it's hilarious once they go off the map and the game decides that they're dead to watch all the players uh, disembark from the main body. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rebirth. 
Yeah, you get from go from this massive players to this like all of a sudden five other players fall off Diva into the abyss. But it looks like a really fun mode. It looks like something I would absolutely want to play in Overwatch if they'd add it to the official servers. So how do you get on the practice servers? You can't just play? You can't just like in-game join? Is it only open to certain? I'm not sure. I've never bothered because I, I actually downloaded Overwatch again a couple of weeks ago when I saw that this was was uh, was up. I'm like, man, I'd like to play that. And I downloaded it and saw that there is Salo celebrating their anniversary, which means more skins, more you know voice commands, more of that kind of stuff. And remembered why I don't like Overwatch because every other game I've played has daily quests that essentially reward you just for playing and overwatch's daily quests are like win nine games and oh, like, if okay. i can't win nine games then i can't get my daily quest if i suck then i can't get it mm, i got you and i suck so half the time i can't get it and i don't appreciate that chuck can't get it he just wants to get it just overwatch. who doesn't want to get it <laughs> That's you all know? I want. Well, yeah, these days you don't want to get it. That's why we're all well, staying home. Touche. Different kind of get it. <laughs> it's a different get it. That's a different <laughs> a it you don't want to get. Exactly. All right. Well, we're going to come back with some more Nerd Radio in just a minute so that you can get it. We're going to talk about some uh, movie news, some remakes and director's cuts on the way. And I've also got some uh, some more video game news for you, some comic book news as well. Nerd Radio coming back. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. This just in. Flash. Attention, Mr. and Mrs. America and all ships at sea. Nerd Radio is taking the country by storm. This is Nerd Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Radio on the podcast page over on WRAF.com. Also on the podcast page in Boston. Yeah, rock929rocks.com. There he is. Also, you've got when we are back in the Checkpoint XP studios, you can find us on their Twitch stream on Wednesday afternoons. Where's that, James? That's over at twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP. That's right. But in the meantime, you can, of course, download it wherever you get in your podcast. By it, I mean Nerd Radio. That's how you can get it. And you can follow us on social media at Nerd Radio 101. So there's a bunch of stuff that's going to be on HBO Max. Let me try that again. (laughs) There's a bunch of stuff that's going to be on HBO Max. And we found out uh, about a week or two ago that one of those things is going to be a director's cut of Justice League. Mm -hmm. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. That's coming out next year. The conversation around them uh, putting that together, though, has led to a couple of other directors hitting the Internet this weekend and saying that uh, they wouldn't mind putting a director's cut out. One of them being David Ayer, who did the uh, Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. He said that there was some stuff that they left on the cutting room floor that would add to the movie. I think that there was supposed to be a romantic plot between Will Smith and Margot Robbie that they had to completely cut out of the movie. Okay, really? I wonder how much and, Joker uh, stuff was cut. Yeah, that was a thing, too, when that movie came out, that they yeah. apparently cut quite a bit of Joker well, stuff. Wasn't Jared Leto pissed, it, too? I mean, like, he isn't really getting yeah. much uh, cred for yeah. Joker, and he's not happy. But he said that it would cost uh, significantly less to put a director's cut of Suicide Squad out. Excuse me. Had a burp there. I'm a mess today. 
<laughs> Aren't we? Yeah, all? go and get over there and burp them. Yeah, right. <laughs> there, there, Chuck. There, there. The director, Paul Feige, of the Ghostbusters Answer the Call movie said that the original cut of Ghostbusters Answer the Call was three hours long. So, you know, there could be a director's cut of that. I don't know if I want a three hour version of Answer the Call, but I would like more of that movie. I would like more of those characters. Mm. Yeah, same here. I mean, I'd check out the three hour version of it. Like what kind of yeah. subplots are they going to put in there to fill all that time, though? That's the Lady yeah. Buster one? Yeah, yes. with Kate McKinnon. Hmm. Because of the way they ended that movie, I would I want a sequel real bad because they, they teased that they... Oh, boy. We lost Chuck. Well, they, well, they teased that there's going to be Zool. I hope that's what he's going for. And spoiler alert. Probably. <laughs> yeah, that's the... movie. Oh, there he is. He's back. I really wanted that. There was supposed to be a sequel, right? But it wasn't received well enough. Is is, is that what happened? Yeah, pretty much. Now it looks like we lost James. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. I'm like, are they going to say it? I look like I'm froze? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> He was purposely looking kind of dead yeah. and staying in place. Like, oh, like, Man, my God. mouth's getting dry. My eyes are getting kind of watery. Oh. Uh, Out no, of all the nerd radios that, that have been be messes, easy. this one has been a f- Come out! mess today. <laughs> <laughs> well, as while we're speaking of director's cut, you will be happy to know that uh, somebody asked Josh Trank, who did the awful Fantastic Four movie, mm. if there was a director's cut of that, and he just said, not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Even he's like, nobody wants more of that. <laughs> so there you go. I'm interested, though, if people want to hit us up on our social media, is there a movie that you would want a director's cut of? Because the more I thought about this, the more I was like, no, I just want a sequel, like going back to Answer the Call. I don't want a three-hour director's cut. I just want a sequel to live in that universe a little bit more. Is there a movie you guys can think of? I'm sure Al just wants more MASH. Ah. Only if it was done by the same people, and most of them are dead now, so. But if there was a bunch of cutting room floor stuff, like there was a three-hour version of the MASH movie um uh, not so much the movie uh the that movie it, it, it's fine but if there was a ton of deleted scenes from the show i would watch that although i don't know when dvds came out they started putting all those special features on there and sometimes you, right. you'd watch a deleted scene and go yeah I, I can see why that wasn't in there you ever see those though where it's like yeah. this yeah. is not that character like why did they even shoot that like why was that written like and it just it feels it doesn't feel like more of that thing that you love. It feels like this shouldn't be here, and that's why it was gone to begin with. Yeah, no, I can see that. I actually uh, I, I talked about this a little bit while I was on the air earlier this week, and somebody had texted in saying uh, Fight Club would be a movie that would be really interesting if there was a director's cut of. I, I can see that. Isn't there one of those already out? I know that you can get on the DVDs. You can get like a an extended version or something like that. Okay. But you know, if there was. If there was, once again, if there was a two and a half or three hour version of Fight Club with the more twist and turn to it, that would be interesting. You know what? It it backfires sometimes, too. You know, like there's a version of Dumb and Dumber that's out there now has more scenes in it. And I honestly think that's another good example of like there's some scenes that were cut that don't feel like Lloyd and Harry. Like they don't feel like the right characters and you can't find the shorter version anymore. They're like, and here's the movie now. And. You know, like if Blu-ray or a digital release, it's like trying to find the original 
on yeah. Star Wars <laughs> movies. That's what I was going to say. It was like when they when they digitally reworked the three Star Wars movies, and then you couldn't get the originals for so long. Yeah, well, can you? I don't think you. I don't think you can still get the. Other. I don't think you. You can get them without the digital uh, stuff that Lucas fixed. Yeah. Really, you can. I don't think you can. Yeah, oh, don't ago, think you they, can. Yeah, like, I didn't think so either. I think a couple of years ago they put out the originals again because there was such a demand for it. But if you go on like Disney Plus, it's you got to sit through the musical number in Jabba's Palace. Ugh. Oh, the extended well, one. Yeah. Ugh. Well, while we're talking about Star Wars, we mentioned in the first segment that uh, Empire Strikes Back turning 40 this week. And Mark Hamill on Twitter revealed something that uh, I wasn't aware of. Maybe you guys were. And this is a spoiler for a movie that's 40 years old. So if you haven't seen Empire Strikes Back yet, oh, you might want to fast forward. That's the 40 year old spoiler. Right. He said the casting crew first learned about the line at the end of Empire where he says, Luke, I'm your father. Mm -hmm. When they saw the finished film, he said when they shot it, Vader's line was, you don't know the truth. Obi-Wan killed your father. And only Irvin Kershner, George Lucas and Mark Hamill knew what the actual line was going to be dubbed in. I believe that. I feel like James Earl Jones also knew. (laughs) I think they left the name. Yeah, yeah, you might not. You, know, you might not have him re- record that line at that moment. You know, there could have been another piece of dialogue they had him record where they popped that in. Okay, yeah, I thought I you were, it, like you were because it sounded like you were saying that they found out like as the movie premiered. James Earl Jones knew before that because he had to record well, the yeah, line. Of course, he recorded the line. I was going to say they didn't have James Earl Jones on set reading the line. I understand that. I'm just saying, he, but he did read the line, which makes me want to see footage of them shooting it to hear what the actual Vader voice is. Like, is it the guy in the mask? Is it George Lucas off camera screaming the lines at people so they can react to him? I think the uh, like, what? No, there's footage out there of the guy inside of the Darth Vader. Um, wardrobe speaking from the first movie yeah. and i don't think he knew i thought he i'm pretty sure when they were filming that first movie he thought he was going to be the voice of darth vader and they broke the news to him later that no 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 we're gonna get somebody else <laughs> oh does that sound right to you james is that, is that something you yes heard? i believe yeah yes that is what i heard as well but yeah, like I right in the beginning when he, you know, tells the stormtroopers to tear the ship apart, you know, to find the plans or whatever. I've seen right. that footage with the guy inside of the yeah, wardrobe. He's got like a, a British accent. Yeah, he's got an accent. Yeah. He's like, yeah, British oh, or so Australian that's where it or something. All started, the bad guys are all British. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. It is different. It gives Darth Vader a much less menacing persona. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, my high pitched, high pitched voice. <laughs> British, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't sound like a badass. He sounds like a, a real pussy. Yeah, like you. Uh, you would an def- intergalactic pussy. You you defeat him with some light teasing, I think, and he would just crumble. Yeah, <laughs> and blow him a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Tear this ship apart until you find those plans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Darth Darth Meatwad. Darth Meatwad. Have you guys been checking out the new Rick and Morty that have been uh, coming out on Sunday nights? No. I saw by accident, I think they aired a wrong episode because they got the reruns coming on weeknights now. Um, and okay. they, the the Acid Vat episode was on when the reruns are usually on for whatever reason. Oh. And I caught, so I caught that episode and they're, they're right. getting real dark, man. They're getting real dark. I, mean, I, I know they're, they're dark to begin with, dark and humorous, but my God, some of the stuff. 
Woo. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, it's still a fun show and it's still really funny, but there's been, there's definitely been at least one joke per episode that I'm like, Whoa, Jesus. I don't know if I'm just more sensitive <laughs> now or what, but good Lord, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this particular uh, news story is more for James than Al because we've already determined that Al is not an anime fan because I gave him the best anime of all time and he only got five minutes into it and then didn't want to watch any more anime. So cool. I'm not shaming you or anything, Al. No, it doesn't uh, sound like it. Well, you two talk amongst yourselves. I'll sit. I'm going to sit down while you do this story then. Go ahead. All right. So this is a story I found on uh, Kotaku last week. It's eight great anime series for people that don't like anime. I don't think any of these are going to uh, change, are going to move the needle for Al, but I'm curious, James, because you watch a little bit of anime here and there. So I'm curious yeah. if, uh, if the, the quick and dirty descriptions of some of these uh, would make you interested in seeing them or not. All right. So the first one they've got here is an anime called Psychopaths. It takes place in a dystopic future where a program functions as a country's judicial system, Ooh. which scans the mental state of all the citizens and uh, tries to figure out the likelihood of them committing a crime. So it's like that. Uh, the uh, Matrix? Minority Report. It's like Minority okay. Report. So gotcha. it's like Minority Report, the anime. Eh. Mm. Eh. I mean, if there's nothing else on TV, maybe I'd turn to that channel. All right. Fair enough. Uh, the next one is called Black Lagoon. It follows a Japanese office worker who's kidnapped by a woman who is a mercenary and modern day pirate and takes him on adventures. Mm. So for fans of Quentin Tarantino, John Wick, or The Sopranos. Well, I mean, you got me with Quentin Tarantino, but I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know. Just You'd have to see it, I, I think, because I think that's how I feel about it. I'd have to see it. It's yeah, I might have to give it a whirl, like just to be given uh, the description. I'm like, oh, a guy goes on an adventure. That's every story. Somebody goes on an adventure. All right. Well, there's an anime that's on Netflix uh, that I've, I've seen a little bit of called Beastars. It's uh, essentially a furry anime. Okay. It's Zootopia, but more serious with more moral philosophy on it. And An R-rated uh, some, Zootopia. Yeah, essentially some homoerotic subtext in there. Okay. Horny, furry, furry anime. So you got like maybe, uh, female know. animal creatures with big, big milky knockers. Uh, maybe, maybe. Big, big that reminds milky me. Knockers, I mean, huh? attention. We got Al. I'm, I'm back. I'm back big now. Milky knockers got Al. He's like, what? That reminds me. I just watched a thing on uh, Shutter the other day. I saw an ad for it on Facebook, and I'm like, and I have the Shutter service because I like horror movies. It's called Blood Machines, and it's like you remember the movie Twisted or not Twisted Metal, a uh, heavy metal. Yeah, it's essentially a heavy metal movie done all with CG and live action people on a green screen. It's uh, this, this AI is birthed from a crashed spaceship and it's a naked lady. And there's, there's a lot of naked ladies. It's called blood machines. It's a three episode thing. And each episode is about 11 to 15 minutes. It's scary. Check out the trailer. Not really. No, it's more like horror sci-fi. Like it's just weird. It's like that. um, Is this part of the anime or is something that we sidetracked? No, this is something I got sidetracked on because okay, we're I'm talking about big knockers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> big animated knockers. Check out the trailer online if you can. It's, it's that'll be it's, one that's very colorful, very interesting. That's when my fiance will walk in on me watching, and there'll be a bunch of big titty yep. women on the TV, and I'm like, oh man, this is not what it looks like. <laughs> that is that is a hundred percent what happened to me. I was up in the middle of the night, I could not sleep, so I had it on on my iPad. And uh, Amy woke up and walked in and was like, can't sleep. And that's right at the time where there's like just big knockers and space stuff going on. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. Big knockers I, was, and space. I was just watching a horror movie, but you seem to walk in at the point where there's naked ladies. So here we are. Uh, 
you happened to catch me right in the middle of Big Noggers in Space. It's a great, great show. <laughs> uh, back to the anime, a cartoon that was made by the guys who did Cowboy Bebop. It was their, uh, the thing they did next, Samurai Shampoo. It was a anime set in the samurai days, and instead of um, instead of having jazz music, it had a lot of hip hop music in it. So it I'm not really good... It sounds like it's saying shampoo, but it's not right. So it bothers me. Shampoo. No, thank you. Shampoo. Uh, they also recommend Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which was a retelling of the original Full Metal Alchemist. It's about a pair of brothers who are alchemists. The younger brother is trapped in a giant suit of armor. And the older brother is missing his right arm, so he has a mechanical arm because they tried to use alchemy to bring their dead mother back to life, and you can't do that. So would they get punished or something go haywire? That's, yeah, well, that's, that's, have to that's watch why. To find out. Well, that's why the younger brother is a disembodied soul in a suit of armor, and the older brother has a mechanical arm that he constantly oh, has to have worked on. You left out the disembodied soul part. I thought it was just a kid trapped in some armor, like he's stuck nope. in this metal suit. While his brother lost his arm in the whole show, they're going to try to like figure out how to get this human body out of this armor. Another one they suggest is Paranoia Agent, which is a cartoon about some young kids that have a golden baseball bat and attack people in their moments of crisis. It says it's for fans of uh, Twin Peaks or Black Mirror. So it's a little bit weird. Yeah, I mean, last bit. it sounds more, more interesting than some, than some of the others. Right now, the Full Metal Alchemy or whatever, that sounds... That's the one that the, you're, you're grabbing yeah. the most. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know what what it is about it, but that so far is the one that I'm like, you know what? If I had to pick out of any of them, I'd watch that one. And the last one is uh, one that I've never heard of before. It's called Nana, and it's not about your grandma. <laughs> it's about <Boo>! you know, <laughs> it should be I want a space samurai grandma anime epic. Yeah, it's about a, a punk vocalist that's uh, trying to establish herself in the music industry and uh, meets another woman and falls in love with her. So it's more of a Gilmore Girls or, a, you know, kind of a girl-on-girl romance. Girl on Sounds girl. like anime for the ladies. Mm. But if that's something that anybody at home... I didn't sell any of them very well, unfortunately. Because well, I how many of them have them. you actually watched? I have seen a little bit of Samurai Champloo, and I never finished it. Uh, I haven't watched Beastars yet, but I keep seeing it in my Netflix because I've watched anime on Netflix. I've watched some Full Metal Alchemist. That is definitely one of the ones that a lot of people recommend. Well, the big milky titties seen- got me to stand up. So, I mean, you sold that yeah. one. Al's had attention. <laughs> so Al, has to, Al essentially has to see Beastars. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're all going to end up being furries <laughs> is what it comes down to because that was the one with the, with the anime titties on it. Al's going to look at some rabbit with some big, huge milky knockers. All right, well, I've got some wrestling news, and I've got some Comic-Con news coming back Ooh. with uh, this week's Nerd Radio. So we'll talk about that next. Stay tuned. BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text OSCAR to 45911, and we'll send the link straight to your phone. Hey, all this is Dirk Manning, and I... I'm almost envious of you. I am excited for you because you, my friends, have the privilege, the honor of listening as soon as I get done talking to Nerd Radio. 
Welcome back to Nerd Radio, wherever you get your podcast as part of the B-Pod Studios Network. But you can also find us in Boston. Rock929rocks.com. And on the podcast page at WRIF.com. We're also in the Checkpoint XP Studios live. Well, hopefully. In- oh, no. Yeah. When we are Wednesday afternoons, you can find us. Where is that, James? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP. You know, get you guys, this was the first week that uh, I got to go back to my comic store. And it almost felt like a religious experience. Yeah, but like after not having it's been almost two months since I've had new comics to read. And I, I got I got my comics and there was a couple of things that I was really excited for. And um just sitting down and reading new stories was just like this hasn't happened in so long. This I, I feel like I took it for granted. Because one of the books I got was uh DC Unkill Deceased Unkillables. We talked about Deceased before, I think, on the mm-hmm. show. The, the um, book that's essentially a zombie apocalypse with the DC universe. Okay. The new miniseries, which just wrapped up DC's Unkillables, follows a group of villains that essentially recreates the uh, the the scene at the end of uh, it's not Dawn of the Dead, it's not Day of the Dead. Maybe it's Dawn of the Dead, the one that was in the mall where they get on the buses and they have to like think, at the end of the movie they truck through all these zombies. I think that's Dawn. I'm not sure though. I feel like it's yeah, almost that, every zombie movie. Right. Yeah, Touché. that was that was the last issue of it is they they basically Commissioner Gordon and one of the bad girls, but not his uh, not his daughter. She gets killed real early in um, and Red Hood, which is the the Robin that got crowbarred by uh, by the Joker and came back. Yeah, um, that's they're, Jason they're Todd, isn't it? In, yeah, Jason Todd. They're holed up in this uh, this high school, apparently, with like 40 or 50 kids and a gym that they blocked off with all the kids that were infected. Mm-hmm. And um, they meet a group of villains led by Deathstroke. It's like Deathstroke, the Creeper, Bane is among them, Cheetah, the Wonder Woman villain, and Solomon Grundy. Mm. And because they're all stuck together in this uh, this kind of zombie apocalypse, they all... Uh, they t- the, they teach the kids how to defend themselves. All these villains teach the kids how to defend themselves so they can eventually move them to uh, in Gotham City. I think uh, Harley and Poison Ivy have uh, constructed some kind of area that they've walled off. And they're like, if we can make it there, then we'll be safe. Hmm. But uh, I don't want to spoil any more of the story, but it was it was real good. It was real neat. There's some real heartwarming scenes with like. Guys that are typically villains, they become attached to these kids, and it's it's pretty neat watching them fight basically a zombified Wonder Woman in the last issue. But speaking of comics, this is something that I saw that I could not believe. So this week we it was announced that BlizzCon, which is the comic the convention that Blizzard that does World of Warcraft and yeah. Diablo and Overwatch, uh, they do essentially their own E3. Well, they've canceled BlizzCon for this year. Sure. That is not happening. BlizzCon yeah. usually happens in the fall too. Oh, so this okay. is this is pretty. This is pretty ahead of time. It usually happens around the same weekend that um, Yumicon happens here in Detroit, which I don't believe. I'll be surprised if we get Yumicon this year. Yeah, I'll be surprised if we have any kind of big event, big convention at all in 2020. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, I, I, I can't, you know, it's sad, but I can't be angry about it. It makes sense. I, you don't want to, even if they were having a con, I don't know that I want to go. I don't know that I want to risk it. And that leads into this. Tampa Bay Comic Con, which happens in July, mm-hmm. is going forward. Really? Whoa. The Comic Con's held July 10th through the 12th, and they announced last week that as long as uh, they they can do it, and it's Florida, so they're going to be able to do it, 
they are going to go forward. They said some of the measures put in place is that there will be temperature screenings, uh, mandatory temperature screenings for all occupants prior to entering. So you get your badge, you'll pay your money, and then they'll have to temperature screen you to make sure that you're not running a fever. They should make two nerds dress as stormtroopers, patrol the whole con, and just randomly stop people and check their temperature. Halt right there. Temperature check. That's a good idea, honestly. Yeah. Uh, the, the convention center has increased cleaning and disinfection procedures, they say, for high traffic areas. There's going to be hand sanitizing stations set up throughout the uh, convention. The occupancy is going to be reduced, uh, limited, and, the, and the, the aisles will be one way, yeah. kind of like uh, how the stores are working now. So uh, what video games are coming out for the second wave, huh? See, that's that's essentially what I'm what I'm thinking is like, why? Yeah, we already with comic conventions, we already have a term for the version of a cold or the flu that you get under normal circumstances because nerds can't be trusted to take more than one shower in a weekend during a convention <laughs> True. Yeah. called con crud. Yeah. Why would you even bother in the middle of a pandemic? Well, people are having so much fun sitting around doing nothing and complaining about it that they want to want to continue. So I guess they're going to go to this thing. Ugh. Like I said, I, I don't you, you couldn't pay me if they told me tomorrow that they would fly me down to the Tampa Comic Con. I would say, no, I think I'll pass. No, nope. yeah, I can't believe this is doing. Uh, I can't believe this is going on, man. In July still. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Brave souls. Uh, yeah. Stupid. Before souls. we wrap up a, a couple of stories from the world of wrestling. Uh, last week, there were two different wrestlers that actually passed away last week. Uh, one of them was a Japanese wrestler. Uh, that uh, it was very sad to hear that she'd taken her own life. But the other one, uh, a sad story, but a little bit heroic, too, was a guy that we're more familiar with from the WWE. Shad Gaspar was a uh, member of a tag team called Crime Time back in the, I want to say the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, he was out swimming with his uh, little boy, and a riptide came through uh, and, and kind of swept him out to sea. The, post, the Coast Guard came to uh, pick him and his little boy up, and he told them to take his little boy first and when they turned when they picked him up and put him in the boat and turned the riptide took him under and they couldn't find him for like three or four days until they eventually found his body washed up on shore which is extremely sad he was 39 yeah it's a real bummer yeah I'm sad but uh here's the thing that it's more rumor than news but it seems like the kind of thing you would expect from john cena so uh Ch- shad's family had a gofundme page and uh they were put um over their goal over on GoFundMe when one particular person donated $40,000 and the account that they donated under was CTCRIP. And the reason that people think that this might've been John Cena is because there was a couple of weeks where John Cena teamed up with crime time, kind of went back to his like gangster rap roots for okay. a couple of weeks while he was feuding with uh, JBL and they spray painted uh, JBL's um, limo and they were calling themselves the crime time C nation at the time so people are guessing in fact jtg who is the other part of that tag team uh said on a recent podcast he doesn't know and he's not 100 percent certain but he's 99.9 percent sure he knows where that forty thousand dollars came from i uh, think it's cena it, yeah because it was mark ctc he's pretty sure it was john cena that's cool i believe i believe it'd be him he doesn't really need the the good publicity you know he's already got so much from the make-a-wish foundation and the other charities and other work that he does, he probably doesn't need it. And he doesn't want to try to get any kind of a, a gain out of a loss of a, a friend. So that's yeah. very cool. 
yeah, it's the kind of thing I can it's I can totally see John Cena doing that. And, uh, you know, I don't think he'll ever come forward and say, yeah, it was me. But if it was him, that's super cool. That's just yeah. another reason you know, is a super cool dude. Even though we spent like a decade telling him he sucks and he couldn't wrestle. No, now you're all paying for it. Suck on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other thing I wanted to, to bring up is Kurt Angle is just past when you stop watching wrestling, isn't it, Al? I know who Kurt Angle is. I saw him as a wrestler. Like he, uh, I know he okay. kind of moved into like an administrative character and shaved his yeah. head completely. Like I wasn't watching for any of that, but I remember when he would he would walk out. I was watching when he would walk out wearing his gold medals and you know. Uh, okay. Yeah, and he had yeah. I was curious if either of you have ever seen the segment where Stone Cold Steve Austin came out with a beer truck and soaked down Vince McMahon yep. and The Rock and everything yep. Yep. with the hose. Did you ever see when Kurt Angle did his take on that and came out with the milk truck? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Well, he Angle revealed in an Instagram post last week that he is actually going to have his own brand of milk soon. Oh, wow. That's funny. Angle's milk. He uh, he put a uh, he put a uh, bottle of The Rock's Terramana tequila next to a bottle of Stone Cold's Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. And then there was a bottle of milk with coming soon written on it. <laughs> That's cool. That's funny. <laughs> so pretty soon you'll be able to get your own Kurt Angle milk. I don't know if you're going to want to, if it's going to be in stores, because it's milk. You don't want to actually yeah. get it shipped to you. Yeah. Dire- milk directly Angle's from milk. an Olympian. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I want to be, I want to be in the room when they milk you, Kurt Angle. <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> oh, well they lost lost my sale (laughs) (laughs) all right well we're gonna uh we're gonna wrap up this week's nerd radio a little early because uh this week we got something a little bit special on the other side of our ending production piece uh i'm gonna be talking to the guys from twisted those guys are doing an event uh this weekend saturday may the 30th called netfist netfest on your couch it's not netfist it's netfest No, definitely not Netfist. That is right. something L does on the weekends. Wow! Oh, really? <laughs> I, I had no idea. Yes, he's a fisting champ, if you didn't know that. <laughs> he's, see, now every time he says he's just watching MASH, I feel like he's kind of like, that's code for something. <laughs> Again, MASH! Yep. <laughs> You got me. No, but, uh, well, I'll be talking to Twisted in just a minute here about Netfest on your couch. And James, I think you're uh, you're, you're going to be taking part. You're going to have a little little spot in this as well. Yeah, I have a little uh, a little piece of the action uh, this weekend. This May 30th, starting at 7 p.m. at the Astronomicon YouTube page at YouTube.com/slash/Astronomicon. Uh, I have a little uh, little moment, uh, maybe a couple times. I don't know, but I have submitted a little piece. Uh, to the project, so I will be involved. So hope, uh, hopefully, you, uh, you guys all tune in and uh, enjoy it. Al's actually involved too because he helped me put the piece together. Did very little, but I'm there. You'll hear me. Yes, the way the man says, "Who the f is JC?" <laughs> yeah. Twitch.tv/slash Who the f is JC? Hey, that's me. <laughs> yeah. And I think we lost Chuck. I think we did, too. <laughs> so I guess that'll do it for this week's Nerd Radio. And, of course, hit us up, Nerd Radio 101, on social media. And stay tuned. power went out. Oh, he does? All right. Well, we're just going to go ahead and say this then. Uh, stay tuned for uh, Chuck's interview with Twisted, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. I'm in a difficult situation here. I mean, after all, 
Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. All right, welcome to a little extra special thing for Nerd Radio this week. You're, of course, joined by Chuck Bean here, and I am on the phone with Paul, one half of the group Twisted, and they are doing a fantastic event this weekend. Paul, do you want to tell us about it? I would love to tell you guys about it. And it's, uh, it's this Saturday, May 30th. It's going to be on Astronomicon's uh, YouTube. You go there, just subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything. And what you're going to see is you're going to see an event that starts at noon and ends after midnight. It is an entertainment conglomerate. It is everything from performances to showing you how to do things from just about anybody you can think of. Yep, and it's called uh, NetFest on your couch, which uh, the logo looks like it's a bit of a play on the old WWE in your house which uh, is very, very fun. So you guys are going to have a whole bunch of musical performances, plus you've got a whole line of celebrity guests. Some of them have been at Astronomicon before, and some of them, I would imagine, are ones that uh, you would be looking to get at Astronomicon. Um, what can oh, be- absolutely. What can people expect? Now, they can tune in on the uh, YouTube page for Astronomicon, right? Yeah, absolutely. That is the correct place. And that starts up at, uh, according to the info I've got here, it starts up at noon. And it's supposed yeah, to be going. Gate starts at noon. It's supposed to be going all the way till twelve o'clock. Now we're going to see musical performances, right? But when it comes to some of the guests that won't be performing musically, what can we expect? Like I said, you can expect everything from um, people just saying hello and celebrating the event to do-it-yourself workshops. Like it, it's the response for this thing. It was insane. We started out thinking, hey, if we can pull off two or three hours, we think. That'll be really cool, and we ended up with over eight hours because the participation is ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. And I'm excited, too, because you've got uh, my Nerd Radio co-host, James, is going to be part of it as well. I'm sure he'll be uh, more than happy to sport a man thong for you this weekend. Dude, there is nobody I love more than him. He's, He's hilarious. He's great. He gets us. He understands us. He celebrates with us. What a good dude. Yeah. And he better have his shirt on. <laughs> he's, he's a lot of fun every week uh, having him on Nerd Radio. I have him and Al Beck to basically take the car off the rails whenever they get the opportunity, and it's uh, it's never a disappointment. I believe that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Twisted them, themselves. Now, you guys just released an album on uh, 420 this, uh, this particular year, or, you know, just this, this past couple of months. Were you guys planning on releasing it on 420 on purpose, or was it the kind of thing where once everybody was stuck at home, you're like, we got to give them something to do. Let's put some new music out. Well, it was yes and no to that. We had a, a, a record planned because we were going to be on tour. We were taking the 420 tour across the country. It's usually just, you know, that date, 420. But somehow this year, 420 is the entire month of April. So Let's go on tour. We were going to have a CD ready for that. You'd only been able to get it on that tour. We started planning for Corona in January, seeing that that, can't, that was coming. We switched gears 
and we wanted to do our first ever ghost drop where we just dropped a record. It wasn't a 420 record. It was a legitimate twisted record. No promotion, no nothing. Just it comes out. Let's see what happens. And it has been incredible, especially for all the all the stuff I caught before from the likes of George and Jamie, the other members of Magic Ninja Entertainment, because it's a big gamble, especially nowadays to just do something like that. We think it took a lot of nerve. I don't know what I can really say if I can cause if I could say it takes a lot of testicular fortitude. That's that yeah, no, that's fair. Okay. You yeah. can it's a podcast, so you can cuss if you want to. That's all good. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of balls to do with the yeah. we did. And we did it and it, and we pulled it off, man. Just another thing through a 20-year career that we're still doing things that we've never done before and we're doing them successfully. That's that's uncanny. I'm we're in love with that. Yeah, like you said, you guys have been around for a couple decades now putting this uh, putting this stuff out. And I I have to say, I, I pulled it up and I listened to a couple of tracks. I love your guys' version of Hungry Like the Wolf. Oh, that's awesome. Jamie Madrox and Jimmy Urin nailed that. That yeah. song has been in the talks for 15 years. Jamie had talked about redoing a Duran Duran song. He's a huge fan. Finally got his chance, and he got he got Jimmy on it. Like that is amazing. The way you guys uh, the way you guys kind of put it in a in a minor key. So I mean, the, the lyrics are already kind of sinister, anyways. But you guys definitely brought home the uh, the horror aspect of Hungry Like the yeah, Wolf. I think it, came, it really modernized it. I think like I, I think it was a great job. Yeah, but it's risky when you do songs like that that are such big hits. You've heard them a certain way for thirty years, and now. You're going to try to put a spin on it. And they did a great job. Super proud of them for that. Uh, once again, I'm on the phone with Paul. He's one half of the guys in Twisted. And, uh, of course, you know, a major force behind Astronomicon and this weekend's event, which is On Your Couch NetFest, a virtual concert experience. This is a completely free event, right? Yes. We, we are dubbing it the Free Per View. Excellent. You don't even got to pay $9.99. You just show up on where? YouTube? Yes. You go to Astronomicon's YouTube, subscribe. And get ready, because Saturday at noon, we're going to start peeling the hair off of your head like an old onion. A little bit before I let you go, I wanted to talk about uh, Astronomicon, because you guys have very quickly, and it feels like somewhat effortlessly, made one of the best conventions every year over the last three years with Astronomicon. You guys, uh, much like Nerd Radio, it seems like you guys are big fans of pro wrestling, horror movies, comic books, video games, the whole nine yards, and it's all there for that weekend for Astronomicon. How did you guys get involved with putting together your own comic convention, essentially? Well, me and Madrox grew up going to cons. Him and his grandpa would take me, but his grandpa would take us to Star Trek conventions. And we were just blown away by it ever since then. And we watched the turn from individual events to that to now such diverse celebrations of pop culture and with our drive and our desire, man, and we've seen them, we knew we could pull this off. We knew this was something that was needed. Michigan could really use an event, a positive event that does everything for everybody. All the little businesses around it, all the surrounding areas, all the hotels are sold out. All the chips are sold out. The Myers are run amok with people. Like we love the commerce that it brings to that city. We, we can't say enough about that. Sure, it's our event, but it is bigger than Twisted. It's bigger than Magic Ninja Entertainment. This is a Michigan thing, and that's what we want people to understand. 
And in this particular year, too, when it looks like we are not going to probably get much in the way of conventions for the rest of the year, it was the, you know, last big convention that we got to go and hang out and do comic book stuff at. So I, I definitely thank you guys for that. Hey, we thank you guys. Believe that, because without you, it's just us five sitting in a building, you know, looking around like nobody's here. So we're glad that it's working. We're glad that we hit the nail on the head because you guys deserve it. The people that made us who we are, they deserve events like this. They deserve a positive outlook as opposed to what it has been or what people may have preconceived. We're showing them that all that's a misconception. When you finally come and give us an honest look inside of our world, you will see that you were wrong. Not you in general, you the viewer, listener, anybody that is prejudged. Yeah. Anybody that sees the the face paint and, you know, hears some of the horror. uh, Old lore. You know what it was 15 years ago. Like, it is not. It's different. It is. And we're championing that difference. Yeah, it's very definitely a very inclusive thing. It's not something that I'm super familiar with, but I never felt like the people around the uh, the genre weren't like, "Dude, come on in, come on and check this out. We love it, and we want you to love it." Absolutely, all we all we look for is honesty and, and individuality. Be yourself. Don't come there and, and to be something or not be yourself. It's one of the few places you can, and you won't be judged for it. That's twisted. We take that around the country. That's what it is. That's what the Juggalo family is. It is one big invite of individuality and the ability to be yourself, even if it's for one hour in a venue with 800 other kids that are thinking just like you. You felt like nobody felt like you. You're wrong. We'll show you. We'll go across the country. Come check us out. You'll see. You got family everywhere and they're dying to meet you. Yeah, and I'm dying to see NetFest this weekend. It's happened Saturday, May 30th at noon, and uh, they were saying in the Facebook chat just about a half an hour ago that you guys, you got enough to hopefully get yourself all the way to midnight, about 12 hours of content possibly. Oh, yeah. If we don't push to midnight, I'll be surprised. I think we got enough. I think the way that it's set up, it's going to be great. It's just going to it's gonna be something I think that we're going to end up doing annually somehow. Maybe not eight hours, but really figure it out because at the end of the day, it's just a way for us to give back. That's it. That's why we didn't charge. There's no money. Just come and enjoy this because it's for you. It's because of you that we're doing this. You guys are bringing the concert experience and a bit of the con experience right to people's homes. You can sit on your couch. You can, uh, you, you don't have to wear a shirt cause you're just watching it on the internet and you can have a great time. Looking forward to seeing you it, can- man. <laughs> I hope I get to sit down with you guys at some point because we, we're we in the, a lot of the same circles. We know a lot of the same people, but I, we've never actually gotten to meet with you guys. So as I said, uh, when you first picked up the phone, it feels like it's a long time coming. Oh, man, we're huge fans, Dave and Chuck, bro. Don't doubt that. It's, you could see that the separation is getting smaller. It's inevitable. We're going to come together with hugs, and it's going to be awesome, man. We're just trying to do some positive things, put that out there in a time where people just seem like they're getting fed up with simplicity. You know what I mean? Like, let's just, let's give everybody something to take their mind off of it. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining me for Nerd Radio this week to push NetFest. It's going to be a great time Saturday, May 30th. Do you know, are some of these videos or is the whole thing going to be available after Saturday? Now, that's a big question. Okay. We're not sure what we want to do. If we want to leave it up or if we want to pull it down and really just make it 
that much more special. If you missed it, you missed it. Right. But there's so many people that are a part of this that I don't want people to miss it. Even if maybe you got to catch some of it on a Sunday. I don't know. It's such a tough decision right now. I guess the best thing you can do to keep up on that is to check out netfestonyourcouch.com. Of course, we want you to check it out on Saturday, but also, you know, if if uh, you don't make it to Saturday, check it out later on in the week. Maybe some of the videos will be up there. If you binge-watched that Tiger King idiot, I'd better not hear about you missing Netfest. Absolutely, man. Believe that. Thank, Thank you for talking to me, brother. Absolutely. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being on this week's Nerd Radio.